welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we're going to continue talking about the crusade and how I believe that this crusade is really called to, how to say, to make wonder workers, prophecy teachers out of common people. If you've been listening to this broadcast for a while, you know that this is all new information. This, I mean, the last couple of months, this information has come on us, and God, and if you're listening, if you're here in our heart, then you know that this is something real new for our ministry, but I believe it's because the courtroom of heaven, that vision that Maurice Scalar had, where basically Jesus was kind of giving an ultimatum. I mean, Lucifer went up there, and if you, I mean, I took a whole two broadcasts on it, so if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it, but Lucifer basically wants his seven years, as in the seven-year tribulation to start. Jesus said, no, 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 because all of the names that are in the book of life have not come in, but because I was promised by the Father to have a certain number of people whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life from the foundation of the earth. Before the earth was even created, God wrote the names of the po- the people who would be saved into the book of life. And Jesus was saying, nope, the Father has promised me all that has been given to me shall come to me, and not all of them have come to me yet. So this is a last push, and what he was told is that once these names come into the book of life, then the beast will be released on the earth, the seven-year tribulation will start, the seven seals will be opened, and of course the seven trumpets, seven vials, and well, I guess the correct biblical way to say it is all hell will be loosed on the earth. And it's going to be a very, very big test. And no, there's not going to be a pre-trib, mid-trib, or pre-wrath rapture. Nobody is going to get sucked into the air to be protected. Those people who live and abide in the prayer closet will, and that's what was said there, will be provided for and protected. Those people that have a prayer closet. Well, what's the prayer? Or the should say the secret place. The, I answered my own question. <laughs> secret place is the prayer closet. Uh, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Well, the secret place is the prayer closet. In other words, brothers and sisters, if you are on your knees worshiping God every day in your prayer closet, then he will protect and he will provide for you. If not, then I guess <laughs> I guess you better be praying for a pre-trib rapture, which is, of course, not going to come. In other words, the whole point of this is to get the last remaining names that are in the book of life to receive Jesus. And that's the reason God is about to pour out miracles like we've never seen before. As I've, look, at, I'm, I'm giving you a brief review, but I'm, I'm going to bring some new information to you. But I have to say this. Jeremiah 16, 19 through 21 says, O Lord, my strength and my fortress in the day of affliction. Now, that day of affliction is a date stamp, meaning the seven-year tribulation. In the day of affliction, the Gentiles, that's the non-Jews, the Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have been lied to, basically. Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there's no profit. And they have made unto themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, this once I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah. That's only one time. That's saying that one time and only one time in the 6,000 year of mankind's history, only one time, God is going to show his hand, and that is this time. As was confirmed by many things, I put in a video, it's called Prophecies for 2019, it's up on YouTube, go watch it. It has, it's like 45 minutes long or something like that, and I'll give you all of the details, all of the background about why I say that. Now, 
let's get on to what I'm talking about. So the sevenfold miracle crusade, and believe me, if this was wrong, oh boy, I would have been corrected about this a long time ago. But I'm cleared to say what I'm about to say. And I know, I know that as sure as I'm sitting here right now, I know that I know that I know, no, no, this is true. This sevenfold miracle crusade is the start of the greatest miracle revival in American history. Now just think about that. That's a very big statement. Either I have a hole in my head, and I'm crazy, and I've gone wacko, or God has a plan. And the answer is God has a plan. Now, I don't necessarily think he's doing something special for Prophecy Club as much as he's following his appointments. His appointments are the days that God does something special on. We're having our meeting on those appointment dates. We're simply following the steps of Moses which is following the directions of God's in the last days. We're having our meeting on Passover. As you remember, Passover was the night about midnight. The death angel passed over, and the tenth plague was heaped upon the Egyptians. And that was the end of the curses and the beginning of blessings. Well, that's what we're doing too. We're ending the curses, and we're bringing in the blessings and the blessings. That was really the start of the miracles, okay? And that's what we're doing. So we're simply following it. So the sevenfold miracle, I feel very comfortable in saying this. The sevenfold miracle crusade is the start of the greatest miracle revival in American history. It is part of the great awakening. Prophets have been foretelling would one day arrive for many, many years. Now, as I've said, there's only a few names written in the books of life that have not already been saved. And Jesus is really putting on the all push to get the last remaining names that are in the book of life, saved. Then the beast will be released, the seals of revelation will start, tribulation will begin. Now, I've invited only two, just Pastor Messini's wife and Maurice Scalar and his wife to the crusade, along with Bless Lana. And, and let me just say, this is not like a prophecy club meeting. Don't come to this expecting prophecy club meeting. This is not about DVDs, about PowerPoint, stuff like that. This is not about information. This is not with words of enticing, words of immense wisdom, as Paul said, but with demonstration and with power. This meeting is Jesus's meeting, to put it that way. So let me briefly tell you about Pastor Messi, and then I want to get over and also tell you about Maurice Scalar and why I believe God has directed me to have those two and only those two be guests at this meeting. So Pastor Masih was raised in Pakistan, studied Islam for 14 years, forced to, because everybody in Pakistan has to. Jesus came to him in 1989. He was saved in 1993. In 1989, God began to speak to him audibly and begin to bring many miracles to his ministry. And in the process, he baptized 25,000 people in Pakistan, started 300 churches, and did three DVDs for Prophecy Club. Now, so why would I invite him? Okay, why would I invite a guy that has led 25,000 people to the Lord in Pakistan? Well, because he that's what he does. His ministry is all about amazing miracles. He just was just back from uh, Pakistan here just recently, and I think he said it was like six or 7,000 people at a meeting. He says, stands, miracles were everywhere, everywhere, just exploding here and exploding there. Well, I want a guy like that at the meeting. Now, I didn't invite him in out of intellect. I invited him in because I believe God 
laid on my heart to invite him. I, I, I couldn't get a piece. I, I kept praying about it. I could not come up with one other name. Even after 25 years of inviting guests in, 160 different guest speakers, I mean, you know, I, there's a lot of people I could have invited, just these two guys. This is the guy that said that, that the Lord told him that the miracles are not going to be double portion miracles. They're going to be sevenfold miracles. Well, that was wonderful news to me, but that was the first voice I heard on it. But then I got another voice from Neville Johnson out of Australia. He also said, not double portion, sevenfold miracles. Well, of course, that fit with Jeremiah 16, 19 through 21. For example, Pastor Massey prophesied January 2016. He said, I had a dream that I'd met Donald Trump. He was very disappointed because he was treated very unfairly. I prayed with him and encouraged him not to worry. The Lord began showing me that although this man is not too much of a Christian, he has been chosen by God for this hour to bring America around. The Lord impressed upon me to be praying for him because many people, even from his own party, hate him so much that they would do anything to stop him, that they would even go so far as to remove him from the face of the earth. But God told him that he is like a King Cyrus, Trump is, that he is helping the Israelites to build the temple. And by the way, that's the second word I've heard from someone saying that. God showed me that this is the man chosen to help the people, especially Christians, and listen to this, to delay the judgment, which God is going to bring by allowing other nations from Russia and the Orient to attack the United States. Great need for sincere prayer for a nation. So we will humble ourselves, repent of our sins, and ask God to forgive us. In 2014 and 15, the Lord showed him that unless we sincerely repent and ask forgiveness, Martial law will be declared and we will basically lose our nation. But Donald Trump. Now, I talked to Lindsey Williams the other night. I haven't asked him permission to say this, but I believe it would be okay. And part of our conversation was like this. He said, you know, I, I, all of a sudden, he said, we, we were expecting martial law. We were expecting all of these bad things to hit. And I said, yeah, I mean, I, we were having prophecies left and prophecies right that America, our time is over and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, nothing happened. I said, well, what did the elite say? He said, well, they were telling me before the election, oh, they had it in the bag. They had an insurance policy. Not a problem. They knew that, that Donald Trump was not going to win. They had it. They, they, it shocked everybody. And I said, what did they say? He said, the next day, I got an email, and it said two words. God intervened. He says, the elite say that they know that God put Donald Trump in. And they know that God is with him and protecting him. And they know that they can't do anything to Donald Trump to stop Donald Trump. They can't do anything to stop him. And they are livid. They are apart from themselves. They're just, they're doing anything and everything they possibly can, which is why we see the Democrats trying to tear this guy apart because he is trying to save America. Donald Trump, who said again, I believe it's true. Donald Trump is trying to save America. Pastor Massey also is the guy that said that Seattle will be nuked by North Korea. God will punish North Korea for the crimes against the Christians. President Trump will retaliate and drop a nuke on North Korea, and North Korea will be wiped out. North and South Korea will unite under South Korean control. Okay, now hang on. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, did he miss? Now wait a minute. First of all, we don't know exactly what the conclusion is from New from, from North Korea. But also remember, a lot of the prophecies that we get are warnings. It's kind of like saying, hey, there's a big flood coming. Okay, and then we prepare and so that there, we're not in the way of the big flood. 
And so we think, oh, well, nobody got hurt. Well, that was a false prophecy. No, that prophecy kept you out of the ravine that night so that you wouldn't be a part of being killed in that flood. So a lot of times the prophecies are to warn us. Pastor Messiah also had a, a, a vision where he said he saw a war in Israel coming soon, and Israel will get back all of their land. Well, I've said that. I agree with that, too. He also had another one called a city-killing suitcase nuke, where he, he said he saw someone screaming. And remember, you told us about these things coming, referring to a nuclear explosion. I saw through my window a nuclear explosion, and I'm not going to go into that, but he goes on and tells more about that. He also saw an American tsunami. My point is, what this meeting is about is about two things. This is for the prophecy students, and this is to make the prophecy students prophecy teachers and to make them miracle workers, as in the upper room. Because they were in the room when the mighty rushing wind came in, they saw that. They saw the tongues of fire. They saw people speaking in tongues. They saw people prophesy, and so consequently, they were never the same. They walked out of that upper room, and they were they were ministers. Now, maybe they weren't a minister before they walked in there, but when they came out, they were a minister. That's what this meeting is. This meeting is a meeting. Look, you've been listening to this Prophecy Club radio program for a while. How many times? Think about this. How many times have I said, if you're listening to this program, God has got you listening to it for a reason because he is calling you to be a servant, to be a teacher, to, to be able to give an answer to people in the last days. How many times have I said that? So many times. Well, here it is. Look, brothers and sisters, we knew this was coming. You cannot sit there and say, we didn't know this coming. We might not have known that sevenfold miracles, we might not have happened, no, it happened now or would be this way. But in our spirit, we knew this was coming. It's really not a surprise. So the second thing I'm going to talk about is Prophet Maurice Scalar. So obviously, Leslie and I will be in there, Pastor Massey, but I've also invited Prophet Maurice Scalar. Now, I'm probably the closest to Maurice, but only by a little bit. Maurice has given me two very powerful prophecies. If we have time, I'll get to them. Also, God sent him specifically to me one Sunday to deliver a message specifically to me. And that message was, don't quit. And at the time, I thought, quit. I'm not going to quit. I hadn't even thought about it. Thought hadn't even entered into my mind. Well, <laughs> if I get a chance to tell you this story, but shortly after that, there was a good reason he, he sent me that. Okay, so anyway, Maurice has said, I haven't counted up, probably around 50 visions. He doesn't have dreams. He has visions. And he's kind of like David. He has his, um, what do you call him, a violin. And, you know, David had the harp. Maurice has a violin, and he worships the Lord. And he is one of the gentlest, kindest men I have ever met. And he flows in the Holy Spirit very, very powerfully. So one of the things that... Let me just read a, a few prophecies here from Maurice, and I could take probably four or five broadcasts just reading part of his visions that God has given him. Here's one of them. This is called Psalm 83 is upon us. November 26, 2016. He said, I heard an audible voice shouting to me like a lion and a terrible sound like thunder. And I heard the voice say, I will have this no longer. Now I will rise up and judge Esau for his eternal hatred of my people and my land. My holy fire will burn them, and they and their lands shall perish by fire forever, and never rise again. The time has come to deliver my people Israel. As they have set fires in Zion, 
so shall I send my fire upon you that shall never be quenched. I am the Lord of hosts, and I have spoken it. Psalm 83 is upon you now. Then August 4th of 2010, he was taken to heaven. Now, this is a whole broadcast just to read about what he was shown in heaven. Well, I'm not going to read all that because, again, I'm just I'm just qualifying him, so I'm not reading all of his, his visions. But part of what he said, he says, Do you know what you have seen? The angel asked me, and I said, No, sir, not fully. But you know, he replied. He says, You have seen the hall of mantles reserved for the final hour of judgment, soon to come upon the world. Few have seen them. The angels have finished all of them. All is now ready. You must write what you have seen so that my people can know how close I am to the final hour. I am coming soon. That's only one paragraph of probably 30-minute read. March fifteenth, 2014. It's called a tribulation dream. The angel of the Lord over the Statue of Liberty. Again, long, but I'm just going to read a paragraph of it. Then he spoke. His voice was like thunder and echoed throughout the whole harbor. He said, How long will you refuse to humble yourself, O America? You have been weighed in the balances of God and found wanting. Your beginning was great and noble, but your end shall be disgrace and destruction. That brings back another thing that Lindsey Williams said when we were talking. He said, you know, we heard all of these prophecies. We saw all of these things coming upon America, and then all of a sudden Donald Trump was in. All of a sudden, peace and prosperity was here. And he said, yet I hadn't seen great revivals. I hadn't seen a time when masses of people in America had repented and turned to God, yet blessings had arrived. He said, Stan, I know that what you're doing of God is because there has to be a revival for us to have this kind of blessings. He said, in most times, the revival comes first, then the blessings. He's within time, God has sent Donald Trump and the blessings, and now is coming the revival. He said, I'm so happy to hear that revival is coming to America, and I'm even happier to see that God is about to send it through you in Prophecy Club. Of course, I agreed with him. All right, now let's go back to what Maurice was shown. He's talking about America. You are great, but now fallen. Thus saith the Lord of heaven's armies, the Lord of hosts. Time is running out. The bowls of my wrath are full of my fury and judgment. They shall be poured out upon you. You shall drink them down to the dregs, every drop. I have come to you day and night, pleading with you to return for me for over a hundred years. I am merciful and long-suffering, and it brings me no joy to judge you. But you have hardened your heart, scoffed at my warnings through my prophets and my holy servants. I brought you from nothing, exalted you, O America, higher than any of the nations. But now you have fallen lower than Sodom. You have sinned greater than Egypt. You have become prouder than Babylon and Persia. You have become more selfish than Rome. You have exalted yourself. All right, now enough of that. The point is, I'm trying to say, this particular crusade is for people that believe in prophecy, believe that we're in the last days, believe that America is the mystery of Babylon, believe in Demetrius' warning, and it's for them, and God is going to, you come to this, God is going to anoint you, I believe, to preach and to teach and to understand Bible prophecy so that he can use you to give an answer in the last days. When all the people ran about you coming to you and saying, what is going on? What is going on? I mean, we had this big earthquake, and look at the volcanoes, and there's this big war, and the people are shooting up, and there's no food, and there's no water, and what are we going to do, and what are we going to do? And you're going to stand up and say, all right, now that you're listening, see what I'm saying? 
Second thing he's going to do, as I've said, everybody attends. I'm going to anoint you with oil. I'm going to lay hands on you, and I'm going to pray for two things. I'm going to pray that God will give you supernaturally the anointing to understand and preach and teach Bible prophecy. Second thing, I'm going to pray that he will anoint you to be a miracle worker, to take these sevenfold miracles like a, a whole hornet's nest, only more like fireflies, taking the light to those people all around you, to the globe. Part of the great awakening, I'm going to pray for you to be given the anointing to flow in sevenfold miracles. Now, I have to tell you, I, I, I had to go to the dentist. My wife basically drugged me there and uh, went to the dentist and the, the thought, and I, I was just praying and I, I, I can't, I can't tell you everything. Some of it is, uh, some of it's just personal between me and the Lord. But, but the point is, is while I was there, I asked the Lord, I said, so when these miracles begin, and I go someplace like to a dentist or something like that, and it's reached the point to where perhaps they've heard that, oh, hey, this is the guy that does those sevenfold miracle crusades. Are you going to be pouring out the miracles only at the crusades? Or are you going to be pouring out the miracles even out of the crusades? In other words, let's say I go to the dentist's office and there's someone that comes and asks me to pray for him. Are you going to pour out miracles there too? And what I got is, yes, he's going to pour out miracles there too. In other words, it's not going to be just at the Crusades. And I'm going to say this for you people. It is also not for just Stan and Leslie. It's also not for Pastor Massey and Maurice Galar only. I believe if you'll come here, you fast the three days, you invest the $222, uh, Isaiah 22:22 door opening seed, you walk through the Passover with us, take the communion. You do the things that everybody does so that we can move from the time of curses to the time of blessing. And I'm going to believe that by your faithfulness, I mean, according to your faith, being into you, remember Jesus said that, by your faithfulness, you come to this and you are going to start walking in the footsteps of a wonder worker. I know that's a big statement, but it's not me that gives it. We can ask. But it's up to God. You understand that. But we can ask. So I'm going to ask that you become a, a wonder worker. In other words, you're disseminating these sevenfold miracles as the Lord leads, of course, as well as preaching and teaching and understanding Bible prophecy. So I guess it'd be a good time for me to talk to you about my book. The reason I think it's important for you to get the book is because there are things that you need to learn about Bible prophecy that I I mean, look, I already tried this. I already tried explaining it audio-wise. I tried explaining it video-wise. I made three DVDs on it. I it there, There's some things, brothers and sisters, you just got to have a book. You just got to see it in writing, and this is one of them. It's just too deep and far-reaching. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take some studying. But once you've been through this book, once you're familiar with this book, I believe you are going to know more about Bible prophecy than anybody you're probably going to run into out there. And you're going to be able to answer the questions. So here's the story. Essentially, 2017, I decided I was going to memorize the book of Revelation. I know, looking back now, it's God laying it on my heart to do it. So I started memorizing Revelation, and all of a sudden, I started getting Revelations. I mean, information that was not just ink on paper, a deeper understanding, even a couple of audible voices and two visions. And as a result... The last vision, he told me to put it into a book. He even sent the money to print the book. But essentially, it boils down to, he showed me 
one single word. And I'll even tell you the word, because until you get the book, you won't understand it. Anyway, I can sit here for the next 10 broadcasts trying to explain what's in the book. You still wouldn't get it. you got to get the book. So the the word is, here, here you go. This is the secret door. The word is first fruits. First fruits found in Revelation 14.4 and also Leviticus 23.14, I believe. It just might be 23.10. I need to check again. But the word first fruits is the secret door. And once you understand that word and the lock is taken off of that word, all of a sudden, it opens a whole new realm of understanding Bible prophecy. All of a sudden, Bible prophecy is more easily understood. You'll be able to understand and be able to teach why Jesus returns the next time on first fruits as a lamb. And then some 50 days later on Pentecost, the wheat harvest, which is the Jews and Gentiles wash and blood of Jesus, are resurrected. And then they ascend to the marriage supper. And the marriage supper happens on Pentecost. Why and how we know it happens on Pentecost. Then at the marriage supper of the Lamb, the rewards that Jesus gets and the rewards that we get. And then about four months later on trumpets, we descend with Jesus on a white horse. And at that time, he is no longer the Lamb of God. He is no longer the Prince of the Kings of the Earth. He is now King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that's when him and two other angels, and him and only two other angels, do all of the killing. Jesus uses the morning star. The book will explain that. And then the other two angels uses uh, two sharp sickles, and they slash the grapes. That is the judgment seat of Christ. Ten days later is judgment by books. This is the great white throne. The dead not in Christ are judged. Five days later, the new Jerusalem comes down, and there has been a new heaven and a new earth created on earth. All of it's explained, and I'm pretty comfortable in saying you do not know what is in this book. Anyway, if you like to have the book, one is for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55. Yes, I don't want you to get one. I want you to get at least five. That way you have four more copies to hand around to your pastor and your friends. And here's my challenge. If you'll read the first 13 pages, just read the first 13 pages, I believe you will start handing around the book because it is that important. The people that are reading the book, almost every one of them say that they have to go back and read some sentences several times. Some people say they have to go back and read several some uh, several chapters several times. My assistant said she read the first three chapters three times. <laughs> now she's read through the book and she says it is awesome. She now understands Bible prophecy better than she ever has before. One prophetic word given to me said, There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation. And I'm going to open it unto you. And it will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. The topics are the secret door of Bible prophecy, of course. Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? Because they're not Enoch and Elijah. What is the morning star? The judgment seat of Christ and the great white throne explained. The nations explained. And what is the cry? And the parables explained. The seals, trumpets, and vials in order. Imagine a prophecy book which brings fresh, new, accurate information. See, the typical book is from forty to 50,000 words and uses thick yellow paper to make it look bigger and charge more. This book has 85,000 words, but I use very thin near Bible paper to make it thin to easy to carry. The book is six by nine, the typical Bible size, because most people is not going to read this once and put it on the shelf. They'll carry it with them with their Bible. The text is two columns on high quality bright white paper to make it easy to read. The back flap opens up, revealing two full color prophecy charts measuring 12 inches by nine inches to make them easy to read. 
I don't want you to get one book for 20. I want you to get either five for 30 or 10 for 55 at prophecyclub.com. Gives you some extra books to hand around to your friends. Prophecyclub.com. It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. So if you want to come to the crusade, you go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. 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 And that will lead you through what you need to do to get to the crusade April 19 to 22. If you'd like to have the book, and I'd recommend if you come to the crusade that you have the book read by the time you get to the crusade, then you go to prophecyclub.com. For the book, prophecyclub.com. For the book, prophecyclub.com. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. It is filling up fast. I'd recommend you get your spot soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings and soon over 300 without interruption. Most people would agree 300 titles, normally $30 each. A gift of $100 a month would be reasonable. $50 a pretty good deal, but the introductory rate for a limited time is just $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. There's no contract. You can cancel any time you want to, and you get the first three days free just to check it out. The best deal is a yearly subscription that'll lock in your rate for a year, even when we raise the rates. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out. WatchProphecyClub.com. Prophecy Club.